Bismillah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. saying? It's your brother Suleiman, back with another podcast. And like I said, we're going to be as consistent as possible, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. We're going to have more amazing guests, more amazing stories, and more benefit for young Muslims in Britain on different issues that we go through. Um, before I start today's podcast, I want to let you guys know about a little project that myself and some brothers have started. It's a new movement called One Brotherhood. It's for the young Muslims in Britain, addressing issues that we as young Muslims face or issues that we're concerned about. And inshallah, we, on social media, we're having engaging content, um, you know, uh, posts and all that kind of stuff, as well as Monty uh, link ups doing different activities. Um, and all that good stuff So if you want to get involved Please do drop us a DM Drop me a personal DM as well On my Instagram Or the Link Up Podcast Instagram um, The details for the One Brotherhood platforms Will be in the description below But yeah Without further ado Let's get into today's podcast So Today's podcast is a very, I have a very special guest Somebody who I've been trying to get on For a Or planning to get on For a very long time But You know Alhamdulillah We're on today um, This brother Where do I start Mashallah He is Someone who I should say is a mujaddid of hijama and sports therapy. He is very well known in the hijama sports therapy game. He's very well known in Birmingham. He's dealt with not only, you know, known people with their general, you know, injuries, but, you know, very famous athletes. And he's a brother who is, mashallah, I like to say, and I'm going to comment the brother to his face. He's a very humble brother and somebody who tries best to stick to the huck as possible. Um, none other than brother Cam from... Lime chicken, it's a sarcum. How is it? Wa alaikum salam, rahmatu barakatu. How are you, Habibi? Thank you for having me on. Nah, just look at the comment on, man. How's your week been? How's your week been? It's been amazing. I just got back from Palestine, alhamdulillah, from the blessed lands of Palestine. Soon to be back as inshallah. Alhamdulillah. I want to get, I do want to touch on that. Yeah, inshallah. Before, whenever I start a podcast, I start a, I have a little segment which I start calling Real Talk and essentially ask a few deep questions to get your... It should all be real, shouldn't it? Huh? It should all be real, shouldn't it? Yeah, all real, but... All real, bro, but this specific segment of the podcast is called Real Talk and it's reason why is because I ask you a set of questions to get your thoughts and a bit, you know, get, you know, get us thinking on the love. So the first for the first question is, you're going to go on a boat ride. Imagine you're going to go on a boat ride. Now, which Muslim historical figure and because of your profession, which... Athlete, would you like to go with two people? Historical figure, Imam Buhanifa Rahimullah. Okay. Because of his logic, his mm-hmm. rationale, of how he's to think in situations. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck on a boat, on the Islamic situation. My salam, my salam, I'm not going to miss that for nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck on a boat, I'm dying, what do I do, how do I go about business? Mm-hmm. Look at the Muslim of me praying in the sky. Who's that come from? Imam Buhanifa Rahimullah. Mm-hmm. So I'll take Imam Buhanifa when it comes to the Islamic figure mm-hmm. in terms of fiqh, masail. I'm in a situation, mm-hmm. I need jurisprudence. Mm-hmm. Imam Buhanifa Rahimullah for me. Islamic sports figure, sports figure, subhanallah. Can it be, does it have to be a sports figure or can it be anybody? Any athlete? Can I know you deal with a lot of athletes. Uh, subhanallah, subhanallah, where do I start? Allah mabarak. Um, there's so many, man, Allahu Akbar. There's so many. In terms of an athlete. Yeah, yeah you, have to, you have to pick one, bro, yeah? <laughs> probably my, my very close friend, Paul Pogba. Okay, mashallah. Because <laughs> we have a very close link and we spend time together. They're probably Paul Pogba, to be fair. Oh, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Okay, now next question. If you can meet your younger self, you can meet younger Kakam, let's say teenage Kam, yeah? No. What advice would you give him? Start praying Salah earlier. Come what? to the end of last month, Allah. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Now, last one. When you die, what do you want to be remembered for? That's what you're thinking about it. <laughs> Subhanallah. Subhanallah. <laughs> Because your Izzah is from Allah SWT, your Izzah is from Allah, your honest from Allah, you know, mm-hmm. you, you want to be remembered for khair, for goodness. Ultimately, I just want to be remembered in the eyes of Allah as a good Muslim, as somebody who kept him happy, who tried his best in the deen, 
focused, I ain't perfect, I'm far perfect, I've got a lot of mistakes, I've got a big CV of mistakes, but inshallah, the will of Allah, if Allah accepts us, acceptance, you know, clarity, acceptance, knowing that I tried my best in the dunya, I didn't just disintegrate, I tried my best, inshallah. No, definitely, I think that's one thing we all must aspire for, you know, no, none of us are perfect, but we should all, with us. you know, I'm try our best. Try, just try our try best. best. And may Allah allow us to be of those I who mean, receive our book of deeds on the right hands. Again, on today's podcast, um, I want to talk a bit more about yourself, because obviously I know that you were born up in the ends, rock, yeah? How is life? Obviously, I spoke to, you know, we had the recent podcast with Mulana Abbas, yeah? Abbas, and Allah, he, bless him as well, yeah? And he, he gave us a bit of insight of himself growing up in Birmingham, uh, specifically around the Allen Rock area as well. Now, for yourself, how is life growing up in Allen Rock, Birmingham, and what issues did you face as a young Muslim growing up in Britain? Allah, you know, starting from, starting from school, to be fair, we was always quite naughty. Mm. That was just how we were. We were always quite naughty kids, generally. That's how we grew up. But we, did, we weren't naughty the way kids are naughty today. Mm. We were naughty for the sake of survival. We wouldn't go to school and What do you say, mean by survival? Survival, because it was a racist time. Okay. Actually, I could basically tell you, you probably reflected. Okay, you know, he did school. mention, yes. It was a racist time, so we had to go to school to fight. Mm. We, when we went to school, it was like five people per tutor group, four people per year group. Now, we didn't want to fight because we wanted to be, oh, I want to be, I want to be the toughest guy in the year, I want to be the toughest guy in the, in the school, or I want, to be, I want to be this, I want to be that. We didn't have that intention in us. We fought just because we had, we, from walking from one lesson to another, we'd get jumped. That's how bad it was. Serious? You, Why? Just because you're Muslim? Well, I remember getting up, every time we'd get up in the morning, we'd go to school, we wouldn't know how, by, by the time, by the time we walked to school gates, we'd all, all the brothers would meet up by the front and we'd walk together to our, and we'd disperse to our phone classes. But Alhamdulillah, you know, like you said, when you, when you push the button too much on somebody, eventually you have to, you have to rise above it and eventually it came a point when we did to stand our ground and we had to really put the pressure on the people. So we, we kind of like love, we used to love other schools because other schools that were majority Asians, we used to say, you like, you like, I'm going tough, we got it tough. Mm. So we were in school, it's for like blacks and whites. They should gang up against us for some reason, I don't you know You and Haji you? mix up with Haji as well. So we'd go to majority blacks and whites yeah. and they used to gang up against Muslims against the Asians and not many Asians were on job, if you use that word on job, yeah, they, were, they, were, they were quite scared, but the ones that they could have it off a bit, they'd mm. make sure the other ones were looked after. So you were in a constant, you were in a circle, but you were constantly helping each other. But alhamdulillah, it, it had a lot of love. Me and Sheikh Abbas now have been friends for 23 years. Allah preserve it. I mean, may Allah keep our friendship to mm-hmm. the day we die, inshallah. And you know, it's in Jannah. Mm-hmm. We've been, and we went to, been to the, to the uh, as the people in the so-called road life use the trenches together. Yeah. We went to the trenches together, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from dirt to deen, as we say, from dirt, from not understanding to deen, to Islam, alhamdulillah, to, to the reality of what we're here for. What do you mind understanding dirt? Dirt, you no deen, not praying, nothing, you know, staying away, staying away from all sorts, you know, just not understanding. We, we, we were at a point in school where we did not, not understand as far as the hustle. Was that's that, how, that's you, how far you, we were. Mon Sheikh Abbas told us about hustle. He lived like, in Masjid know, that he come and told us. Do you feel like that was because of ignorance or because a detachment from, from deen? Detachment, detachment from deen, ignorance, lifestyle, the way we were living, we were, we were chasing something totally different. Because you know, I remember once we went to that heap of boundary of going through the hardship, it mm-hmm. became easy. Mm-hmm. And when it became easy, what naturally happens? What naturally, may Allah forgive our sins. First, you start off as the oppressed. Okay. Then when Allah gives you a bit of power, you become the oppressor. If you don't control it the right way. What do you mean by that? You start. You end up using that authority on other people. Okay. So you end up becoming without knowing. You end up becoming a bit of a bit of a bully or a bit of a bit of a harsh person without knowing. That's not what I mean. But this is before we had the dean. Did you feel you like? Understand? Did you feel like you know because you know you telling me this? You know, Sheikh Abbas told me this because I went to Hajj as well. Mm-hmm. And Alhamdulillah, you know that like we had a lot of Muslims. A lot of Muslims. I think majority of that school when I went there were Muslim. You had a, white, a few whites, a few blacks, and a few Romani, uh, Romanians. It was the opposite. And, it was the opposite, the opposite. You know, you know, because you're telling me Sheikh Abbas telling me. Honestly, I can't, I can't believe it. But like. Mm-hmm. You know when you said you had to change yourself, did you feel like you had in the sense, initially it was for, for survival? 
Literally. For, for, for yourselves, yeah? Literally. So, but did you feel like you had to feel like you had to become like the people who were nah, bullying you guys? Never. You okay. naturally you become what happens and you, you get, you, when you, you start to become the man, you mm. become the person, what happens then is you end up having a, a standard of authority. Okay. Now you got to remain that, keep that standard of authority mm-hmm. and you've got to keep putting people in their place back and mm. forth vice versa but it wasn't easy because you got remember, the elders didn't like us as well mm. so the elder guys in school were a bit like you know, looking down on us we were out, where, the way you, see, you described school yeah. that's how it was for us you were very outnumbered it was the opposite for us that's how we were the Asians the majority like, we were like the minority the rest mm. of the majority for no reason I mean some of the guys went to school now who, who were the oppressors uh, some of the blacks and whites are my best friends <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> my very very close friends I mean very very close friends we laugh about it but in school the teachers the teachers would give you a hard time the teachers would give you a hard time that's how it was open it, was, it wasn't as what you see now, like it was very, 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 very. It was a different era, man. It was hard to explain. I'm assuming what thing. What did you make? I'm assuming what made it worse was obviously post nine eleven everything, right? See, post nine eleven, it was it was one of the things that people it, that we were young, we were kick, was kicking into. I remember coming home from school and mm. seeing it on the news, and my friend Wayne who was outside, and he looked at me and goes, "Have you seen what happened then?" Yeah. You know what he said? He goes, "Have you seen what happened? You seen what the Muslims have done?" I said, "What do you mean the Muslims have done? I go, what do you mean you seen what the Muslims have done? Tell me what you mean Muslims have done." And I was like, I was like "What? You, that's straight away because you seen what the Muslims have done." And from that day, that guy was never the same, you know. It's like us and them mentality. Never, never, never the same. But like, like, like I said, they'll never be your old year. They'll never be your old year. Mm. Allah told you in the Quran, so don't expect friendship of these people. They'll never be your old year. Be seek old year. Mm. Be good, be just, be fair. Be honourable, be a Muslim. Yeah. But don't expect to be your old year for the only old year of each other. Now, obviously, you know, one thing I want to ask you, obviously, you did say that before, you know, you went obviously originally practicing, you know, you, uh, some point in your life, you started, alhamdulillah, come to the deen, and may Allah preserve you on this I path. I mean, keep us focused, inshallah. I mean, um, what are some of the obstacles you you think that you kind of faced that are preventing you from becoming a practicing Muslim? Fast money. I love the dunya too much. I love the fast money. I love the life. I love the, the flash. I love the, you know, the Why flash. Why was that? Why was that? Dunya, kamzori, weakness, fitna. I got, no one, I got no one to blame but myself. Mm-hmm. I can't blame you. I can't blame him. I can't blame him. I can't blame this guy. I can't blame left or right. I can't blame Sheikh Abbas. Sheikh Abbas tried his best with us. I can't blame anybody. Mm-hmm. Blame myself. It's what my hands put forth, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What Allah says, what your hand puts forth, come back to you, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I put forth. May Allah forgive me. That's what comes back. I mean, I mean, what? So what, you mean that by money? You mean like you you wanted to essentially have the next big thing, the next fat car? The That's how it was. Days, you know, you'd grow up, but it wasn't as as it was as detrimental as it was today. You didn't have to have as much okay. to show you would you, you had dough. So what was it back then? It was just it, it was nice clothes. Okay. Maybe a nice watch. Maybe maybe a nice car if you were lucky. Okay. Just knowing there was no social media. There was none of this. There was none of this. It was on this life, this clout life, you know, that you were showing after the dunya. Mm. You were doing it in essentially for yourself. And as bad as it sounds, there was honor amongst thieves. As bad as it sounds, there was actually honor amongst thieves. So mm. the majority the criminal network will all work together. So there's honor amongst thieves. Not like today where somebody weigh you in and stitch you and throw you under the bus and, you know, just throw it for no reason at all. It was, it was a different, it was a different, 10, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, it was a different network. It was a different life. It was a different brotherhood. It was a different type of... You know, just on that, Nick, obviously... You kind of said that, you know, one obstacle was chasing, chasing material money. things. We see that with, with a lot of, you know, young lads right now where, you know, they're being pushed, especially because we live in this society, it's very materialistic. Mm-hmm. They're being pushed that, you know what, if you ain't got, you know, if you're not in Balenciaga, I went exactly. to uni, I went to uni. And in uni, all I saw was mans who were driving cars they couldn't afford. Mm. And who wearing clothes that I know for a fact that that, that their part-time job definitely didn't afford. And... A lot, and even like you see, the general is like a thing with the young Muslims that they push this thing that in order for them to be successful, in order for them to be happy, in order for them to actually believe that they made it in life, mm. 
Mm-hmm. They need that, you know, that designer that's clothes, that fat whip. They need to have, you know, that nice roller on their wrist. They're just making set, a certain amount of money and they go about it in the wrong way. Did you feel like, were you in a position where you had to go about making money in the wrong way? Yeah, we, yeah I've done actually on a podcast, in my previous podcast, it's quite a long story, but I did get into a, a bit of bit of, bit of problems in the drug in the drug life, you know, my life forgive my sins and um, mm-hmm. it was something that I was never proud about. And mm-hmm. But, you know, I was one of them guys, like I said in my other podcast, and I'll say it again. Whatever I do, I do to the best of my ability, whether it's good, I do it, whether it's bad. So I've always had that kind of mindset, like that go-getter mindset. I'll do it, I'll do it to the best of my ability. And I did get involved in the drug life for a bit. There was no peace for me. What, what, what pushed you towards getting involved? Because thing is that... Money, money. You, want, mm. you, want, you, want, you think, right, I've school, I've got nothing, I'm doing something, what do I do? How do I get, go, go about business? What do I do? You know, you start thinking about life. Okay. What, what's the next chapter? You know, okay. What's the next stage? What do I do? How do I go? And you end up going, getting involved, and before you know it, you end up in a dark, dark hole, dark circle. And you, you can see the light, which is Islam. You can see deep down, because we, we're, we're from that generation yeah. where we grew up, where we knew ultimately Dean is Dean, man. Mm. We, would, we said we'd learn about it one day. We had ambitions. We had what kind of mindset we had. Stuff for Allah, forgive us since how ignorant we were. We'll do the puttakam first, and then we'll, then we'll, we'll, come, we'll come to the Dean. Gotcha. We had other for the Dean. We sent a man with a beard, a lihya. We put our head down. So a woman in the car, we'll cross the road. Mm. We're smoking a fag, we'll hide behind a tree. Mm. We sent a woman carrying her bags into her apple in the shopping home. I'll see you, I'll have beef with you, I won't fight you on your road, I'll fight you outside, I'll, I'll help your mum with the bags. The beef wasn't to your mum, the beef wasn't to your house, the beef wasn't to your sisters. Individual directly. It was with you one on one, it was a one on one. If you had it, it took a lot to get into that. It took a lot for you to go on, to go on, to go on, you know, uh, to go on across the land with the Muslim. You know, you know the road life, because obviously you saw it as a way of just making money so you can get where you got to get in it. Just buy where buy. But then obviously when you got into it, what made you realize that, you know what, damn, like, what was I into? Was there a specific you situation? You was, there, was there a specific situation that you faced? Yeah, there was, there was, a, there was quite a few. So, there's quite a few. There's many situations where I was getting signs, I was getting indications mm-hmm. constantly that, you know what, look, get out of this, get out of this. The, the, the most, the one that majority of people which I'm quite known for is when I had that car accident and I washed his road when I was driving okay. after Fajr and Mela forgive my sins. Well, before, before Fajr, it was early, oh, early hours, mm-hmm. you know, so I was, in, I was driving down, washed his road, and I had drugs in the car, everything in the car. Yeah. I was blowing the chase. And as okay. I blew the chase, I've lost control and I'm smashed into a wall by a masjid. Oh, serious? By a masjid. And as, as I went to the masjid, subhanAllah, you know, Allah shows you signs. And at this point, months before my heart's saying, you know what, come on, man, you know, deen, salah, deen, you know, deen, salah, deen, salah. You know, I'd go out on the F of the bleak here and there and I'd heard about it, you know, and yeah. I knew about it. And I, I was new, but my heart was craving the deen, but there was no, no way out. And then his brother, mashallah, may Allah preserve him with a kamar. And he goes, oh, either come inside. Come in the mask and you're never in the car, or just wait here and wait to get picked up. And I was blown chase, I was I was coming. But then Alhamdulillah, you know, Allah makes a way for you. Mm-hmm. Go in the masjid, that was that was it, man. It was the turn of a new chapter, man. You know, sometimes in life when something just clicks. Mm-hmm. I could sit here and tell you all day about something. Someone could advise you all day about something, mm-hmm. do this, do that, do this. One day you could sit there and bang, the penny drops, you think, yeah. whoa. You think subhanAllah, man. Is that what it was? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. The penny can drop. You can advise someone giving the CA your whole life. Someone you you want to hear it, someone you don't want to hear it. When the soul he feels it and you think, you know what, this is exactly what I'm meant to be doing. That's when you realise that, you know what, this is where I'm meant to be going towards SubhanAllah. You know, when you were in that class, you know, the one thing I just want to ask, because you know, a lot of people I see, I know people who got involved in that life. And when you see people got involved, they do initially, kind of similar kind of intention you did, you know, just to make money essentially. But then when they see that it's not, it's more than making money, you've got to, you know, blow chase. You've got to defend your patch, you've got to, you've got to, Trouble with other people, but as bad as it sounds, there's honor amongst thieves in them days. Mm. As bad as it sounds, if I was on no. Rogers and Rogers, you eating together. As bad as it happened, mm. I'm not justifying it, I'm not saying it was a good thing, but, but you know, it was but, honor amongst thieves. But was there ever times where you had to, where you had to head up with it, where you had to face life in their situations? Yeah, many times, man. SubhanAllah, many times, you know, you'd be fighting, you'd be, then obviously things would come out, it was, 
things that people put like guns on you, you know, you'd be chased by people, people you'd be known as a target, you know, people want to rob you, you know, people that's, that's the life that's that's what that life entails. How that's did you how did you how did you cope because look how did you actually cope with that? Because you know, just hearing you're that it, you're you're, you're mentally you're mentally boggling, bro. When you're part of that life, you, you just what your hand bring forth, and you you've chose that life now. Now you've you've got to deal with that territory. Now you hear about these young kids carrying knives, and you when you pull them up, and you you get these kids up. What are you carrying knives for? Mm. You wonder why they have to carry knives because they're the ones who go out and use them in the first place. I'm not saying it's right they have to carry knives. They should carry knives, but the, their justification is that look, someone might stab us, so we got to stab them first. Mm. And that's why it wasn't united. But then again, you got to take it back because it was one on ones. Ideas. It was one on ones. It was none of this like um. There was none of this. There was none of this. You know what I mean? It wasn't Bastion, as, as yeah. deep as it was. Like nobody yeah. put their phone and say, "Oh yeah, look at this." You yeah. just, you just have it off and it was done. Yeah, that's what it, Max have it off. Have, have, have a little tear up and it was, it was game over. It was, and you'd kind of, you'd leave on good terms. You know, you wouldn't. As part of this, you'd leave on good mm-hmm. terms. You wouldn't leave on a, you wouldn't leave on terms where you think, you know, I'm gonna come back to your house and shoot your house, shoot your mom with a gun. Wait, wait, mm-hmm. today. That didn't exist. It didn't exist. You know, okay. So like, obviously, you mentioned that there was a moment where you obviously you crashed into a mosque and. You no, know, uh, chemist next to a mosque. Oh, chemist next to a mosque, sorry, yeah. And then, obviously, it was at that point where you kind of thought, you know what, what am I doing, man? I need to, like, change. But before this, he was building up where my heart was like, what am I doing, what am I doing? But I kept falling back into it, falling back into it, falling back into it. Just kept on, just starting back into the same, same company, isn't it? It's company. I think that's where, I think it comes a very famous, like this person, where he says, you know so what, that your company is like, I'm paraphrasing it, you like the perfume seller and the blacksmith. Obviously, if you have a company which is like the perfume, so you come out smelling nice, but if you company that's like the blacksmith, dirty on it. I think, unfortunately, you know, we live in a society today where we're told, we're kind of born into that our friends are the ones who have money, who have the nice things, who have the flashy cars, have the girls, and quite often how they've gotten it isn't from a as from Muslim perspective, I got no Muslim, from a Muslim perspective, isn't from a haram means. And we think, because we live in a society with it, and we like amazed by this lifestyle, we get involved in it, and unfortunately, we just get tainted into the dirt. You know, we're so sucked into into the situation. You know, in my days mm. when I was young, when mm. we were growing up, you know, you know the way you see the way you see Muslims singing now, yeah. dancing, grime, all these like like excuse my language, like ganjar khana, jumping on like 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 junglies, bouncing up walls. You say to him, uh, you say, Asalaamu Alaikum, say no more, fam. What's, what's, what's all this, man? Let me speak, speak proper language, man. What's wrong with you? you mean? Say no more. You, you know, know what? You know, this, you know, you feel like giving a backhander. You know, it's funny you, you like said that. It's funny, you know what? It's funny you said because I had a previous podcast with the youth worker with the Sabin. We love, we love, bless him. I don't understand what they're saying after these kids. You don't think it was, though. I had a previous podcast with a brother called the Sabin. And he's like a youth worker. He works in schools. And he knows this kid. He knows this kid from like ends. He knows his family and whatnot. He's a, and he goes to me. There's a kid in his school. He's like he comes up. He's like, Yo, I'll go answer. What are you saying? He's like, What do you mean? What 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 you mean? But well, I mean, you wouldn't go because the elders, it's a respect, it was a different factor. But whereas it is now, it's just, um, it's different. You know, they've got all this grime music. We used to laugh, you know, someone sung music. Someone sung something, we said, what, what an idiot, we laugh. So, what a charm, I'm saying. But I think that's what's being used now. Grime yeah. is, they think by grime and these music platforms. But these guys are not about that life, though. No, no, of course, of course, of course, 100%, I agree. 100%, you know, if you look it's at these, if, if you look at the interviews that these rappers do, they themselves say, I'm not about that life. The bullet, boys, they just got boys. They just got boys. They do a disclaimer before the music, by the way, it's not real, and then you got exactly. people. Exactly. But, but the thing is Crazy. that but the thing is that that's what's being promoted as society, isn't it? What's being promoted as society by this by I'm not saying music is the soul is a soul mm. uh factor. Mm. What's been promoted in this in our society by music, what's being pushed on TV, what's the kind of stuff that's been pushed to kids in school is 
this kind of lifestyle, isn't it? That if you want that, if you want the the money, if you want the nice things, if you want the car, if you want the nice girls, you need to get involved this lifestyle. Yeah, you gotta be A, B, and C. Gotta be A, B, and C. You know what I'm saying? And people they see they they see these mans on a GRM daily and link up TV, and they're like, you know, wearing these nice clothes. They got these, you know, these girls around them. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, you know what? Like that's what I want to be, and they get. Involved in it, and they don't actually know what they've actually gotten themselves involved in. Unfortunately, it's shame, and it rooms not only them, their families, communities. Bro. Most importantly, your man destroys your man. And your man, hundred percent, I agree. It nails your man. It, it, it throws you, man. It just just sends your man miles, man. Now, on yourself, bro. What obviously because you did say that obviously that alhamdulillah, like, you know, you had alhamdulillah, you eventually turned to the inner alhamdulillah. What helped you? Stay on this path What what things helped you Stay on this path Which you feel like Could help other people Who may be in that situation right now You know what man SubhanAllah for me It was It was having good friends man Dear mm-hmm. friends like Sheikh Abbas Good friends you know In the community In the masjid Being linked mm-hmm. to the ulama Most of them being linked to the ulama mm-hmm. You know we, we don't know Understand how much We neglect the ulama man You know Even if the ulama Is just a normal Jamia graduate mm-hmm. Show the ulama The qadr is deserved man mm-hmm. We don't show the ulama The fast that The qadr and love I swear by Allah When we were young If someone was a half In Quran in school But oh, everyone was like this guy's half his Quran, man. You know, like, like everyone would like freeze this guy. This guy's like, oh, fars. Oh, he's doing Quran hips. And he was like, this guy's because one of the first people in our generation, for the youngsters to become Quran hafiz was um was Mullah Abbas cousin Mudassir. Okay. And he was seventeen or sixteen. I What's think my laughing wrong when he become half his Quran. And me and Mullah Abbas were like, we were like, we were young. Mm. And we were like, we were like, I think twelve, thirteen. And it was like, this guy's half his Quran, man. Mm. And it was like, it was like, it was out there. Was like the guys are who fars. The other guys are who fars. Now they don't care about who fars, bro. They don't even give them their rights mm-hmm. in the masjid. Who should be the most highest paid in the community? Is a masjid, is a, is a, a kid who teaches the kids in the masjid in the Quran. Mm. But now instead they'll pay the opposition, they'll pay someone else 50, 60 quid an hour. Mm. And someone else, well, who should be the highest paid? The ones who promote the deen, who do work for the deen, mm. who do khidmah for the deen. Mm-hmm. You know, but they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, for the ulama, for the teachers. I, I think unfortunately because this day and age we live in now, you know, things like, teach, things like teaching kids the deen, things like, you know, teaching kids, very simple, very simple, as qaida, not seen as, High importance, for example. Yeah, people don't take the kids to for, no more, man. It's not, it's not seen as a more high importance than, for example, School getting your kids more. to doctor, become doctor, and I'm, I'm, I'm not putting like a down on that. I must have went to university. Look, graduate. Do you think what you do comes first, is it? 100%. And I think, unfortunately, because we live in a world today where it's secular, isn't it? mm, Dean is Dean is like over here, and your life is your, your life is basically what. You know what? What certain people, what certain groups have have defined for you, which is basically become this lawyer, accountant, engineer. Focus on your job, your career. Leave the God stuff for you know for the God stuff. You know what I'm saying? They're 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 and as Muslims, I think you know. I think you can probably agree with this. That our deen is probably the most important thing in the world, and it's something that. Allah will ask us about on Yom Qiyamah and the more closer we are to Allah, inshallah, the more close we are to Jannah. I mean, um, sure. for, that, uh, for that first kind of insight into your life. Now, yeah, next kind of thing I want to begin to is obviously because, mashallah, you're so much not only just hijama, but mashallah, you smashed it in, you know, uh, mashallah, you smashed it not only hijama, but sports therapy. Uh, you know, I think you're telling me before that I initially just thought you had a few a few branches around the country, but I didn't know that until now that you go to different clubs and do it for them. And you go around the world and do it, mashallah. Quick one. Why, you know, why hijama? What, what got you into hijama? And how did Soon it manage to, how did it manage to like, what's the word? Get as big as it has, alhamdulillah. You know, the sun, when I left the haram, I was wanting to work and risk within the deen. Mm-hmm. I wanted to risk within, I made dua when I just said, Ya Allah, said, give me work and risk within Islam. Give me something to the sunnah. Give me some, give me work that I can 
prayer and my salah, do Rama, Uti, Rama, religion, Rama, Deen. Mm-hmm. Give me, use me as a tool for the Deen, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. Make me a revival of the Sunnah, something good, something khairan. Just like building, building, building. You know, these names, these, these famous names everyone sees now who will be with me on my Instagram and be with me, share my page out and see me around regular. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in it for these guys. People need to understand this. People ask me, like, how did you get this? I didn't do it for these guys. I did it for the Sunnah, the Prophet Sallam. The barakah of that, from that, these people came. I used to have guys like Mario Baltelli, the Premiership Football in my front room. I didn't do, I didn't do it for, I didn't do it for, for, for these guys. You know why I came on social media? Because people thought I was lying. Yes. Then my friend goes to me, bro, come on Instagram. Have you heard of it? What are you doing? There's be guys in my house with three, four hundred grand whips in my house. I live in a rock with a hundred times my house. You know what I mean? Which is, you know what I mean? Which is a simple yard, I'm a three bedroom joint joint. You know what I mean? Alhamdulillah, we're happy with that, but content with that. All praise Allah. If you're not home by seven o'clock, you don't get parking. You know what I mean? It's one of them ones. I'm a clinic in the corner there, that's where I work from. People look at my portfolio on the social, they think, yo, this guy must be in social, this guy must be Mayfair. I'm in a rock by Lime to Road. That's where that's where my clinic is based. And I'm proud of that, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And I've never changed. Look, everyone's got my number direct. You get a hold of me direct. I might, I might take the mic answering phone calls because yeah. when my phone's off, mm-hmm. I should be in charge of my life, 100%. including my phone. 100%. If I want to answer, I'll answer. If I don't, I don't. Not, not, not in a bad way, it's just that's who I am as a person. 100%. If I want to turn my phone off at 4pm, it's going to go for 4pm. It's my phone, I can do what I want to do with it. Mm. I mean, that's what people, that's what, it's not about being arrogant, it's not about no, being 100%. like, oh, you don't answer your phone, bro, you know what I mean? Like when you see people, oh, you don't milla kuni, it's my life, I can do whatever I want. I want a million, you want a million if I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? All due respect, you don't mean I hate you, you don't mean I got no bad, it's just, I got things going on. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Once you understand that, but it's like the same same thing with that. So, same with the, with the, with the, with the hijama. The first footballer come to me was a, a footballer from France, I never forget. I'm going to ask him actually, he's a very good friend of mine now, so the Madukara. And he came to my house, he had a Leeds United top on. Okay. I said, eee, what a beep team. Who's, who's post Leeds? I mean, who the hell's post Leeds United? He goes, bro, I play for him. So, okay, go. He laid down. He's in, my front, he's in my front room, bro. He's in my front room. He's lying there, face flat. I told him, quickly, Google this guy, you get me. So, I Googled him. He's a footballer for France. Oh, wow, okay. And uh, I was like, bloody hell. Uh, okay, then. I'm like, just kind of spiraled from there. And I was like, it's kind of, that was my first, that was my first football ever. But even then, I didn't really post him. I didn't really care. I didn't really know. I didn't, because I wasn't in it for this. Mm. I wasn't in it for, like, oh, you know. So, that, so then, if you weren't on Insta, even for your, your business, you were on Insta. Your business. I came on Instagram. Look at my first Instagram. Boy, I came on Instagram in 2017. Even the Lime Tree one, is that? The Lime Tree one. The Lime Tree one. Well, so how on. did it gain much more, a lot of momentum, mashallah? So, I don't know. People started like, following it. People like when I started working, like it's like coming like, in newspapers, like in the TV. That's like coming like with like on, on news, news articles, like all oh, this guy. But I just come on articles like me knowing. Mm-hmm. Guys sending me articles like, oh, bro, he, look, you're on the paper today. You with so and so, you with so and so. And I'm like, all right, you know, oh, you know, one of them ones, keep it moving, you know. And then Anthony Joshua made a, made a massive video for me, which went viral. He made a, he made a video, a minute yes. and a half clip, I think, yes. he went viral. And he goes, he's wanting that video. If you look at that video, he's saying, yo, jump in, what are you doing? And I don't want to be in that video. And he's saying, come here, look at this. And he, he's talking about everything. Then he goes, jump, and he pushed me in the video. Mm. I don't want to be in that video. And you see in the video, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to be in that video. But that kind of went viral. You know what I mean? But I was uh-huh. like, for me, it was, it was never about these people. The khair came from the sunnah of the Prophet. Salam. The khair came from the sunnah of the barakah. Mm-hmm. You have to change for something khair. Now you have people saying, come, come. You know, get us on what you do. I said, look, I can, I can advise you, I can help you. I can tell you what to do. Keep the sea, keep focused. Mm. But I don't know what to do. When people ask me, well, Lord, I don't know how it happened. I don't know. I never think... one, never once did I ever, ever send out a CV or send out mm. anything to enter any football and say, here you go. I, I can offer you this. Nah, it just happened. Um, I don't know, bro. I don't know. So it's very weird, it's very ajib. But alhamdulillah, I, feel, I believe very firmly when you work hard in something, Allah will give you izan khair through that. I think when you work hard think... in something, Allah will give you khair and izan jazah through that. I think, you know, the main thing is, in the middle of if, 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 if your is pure and you're doing for the sake of Allah, well, I, well, I've seen it in my, my own eyes. Allah opens opportunities Allah and, and, and that doors for you that you can't even imagine. You never honestly. see coming, bro. There are doors and that you never see coming. You'll make ways that you never see. It's like my ustad, well, my main ustad now, mm. to this day, like, 
I don't say to everybody, I'm, oh, I'm, 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 I'm the CEO, I'm the main guy, I'm the, I don't say that, bro. I don't say that. Oh, I've never once said that. There's people in, 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 in Birmingham who've been way before me. There's people who've been doing it way. There's a brother Abu Bilal, brother Abu Khalid. I always go from every podcast because mm. he's my older brother. Mm. It's Adab. He's my, he's my older brother. He's my boy John. Mm. He's my older brother. I got a love for him. He's rookie and everything. Brother Abu, Abu Bilal, you probably know him from Spark Hill. <laughs> yes, he's I the first, him, yeah. first man I know who's doing Jam in Birmingham. Okay, okay. He's the first guy. Okay. Now, even though, alhamdulillah, I've taken to different heights, all with the will of Allah, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't forget people who are doing it as well or people who have been doing it or who haven't doing it. I will show them that Adab and Ithram because it is us from Allah, it? So that's how you do it. You keep moving it. And even my teacher, Dr. Juan Suleiman, I can't think. So with him, I was on every podcast, I was mentioning fully. I was saying he's, he's the main man. He's, he's in the country, in the UK, mm-hmm. in Europe. After you should never forget your roots. You should never forget where you started, why you started, you know, and why you started for, you know. 100%, 100%. You remain true to yourself. 100%. Um, now, obviously, you do mention that, and I think people who do know of yourself and what you do, that you work with, you know, famous athletes and whatnot. Now, what has, if you want to pick one, what has been the most interesting conversation you've had to one of them? One second, Shahada, alhamdulillah. But I can't mention his name. Oh, <laughs> serious, mashallah. I'm in it for the dawah, bro. I'm in it for the dawah. Every single, every single person that I leave, I leave him with a copy of the Quran. So whenever, whenever you see me with a non-Muslim player, don't, don't, don't look, on your own I'll be asked, you had access to these people, hmm. but you never mentioned Allah's, Allah's messenger. How would, I, how would I stand in the court of Allah then? You know what I mean? I'm not in it for that, bro. But in terms of conversation-wise, though, what's the most interesting conversation you've had with one of your, your clients? Or I've heard them saying to me, we don't, we don't believe in nothing. And then I've heard them leaving half an hour saying, we believe in Allah. And Prophet that's the final messenger. That's enough for me, bro. Alhamdulillah. Now, you know, obviously, because, mashallah, you know, your, your business is doing well, man. And, mashallah, you're doing well for yourself. Allah bless it and preserve it. Do you sometimes, because, you know, sometimes I know that a lot of people have this um, thing where, like, this, if you want to say this, 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 this conundrum, where they're like, you know what, like, if I'm making too much money or if I'm, you know, doing so well that I may end up, you know, forgetting about my deen, do you ever have those doubts? Stick with the ulama, man. Mm. Stick with the ulama. Do you, like, you know, when I post yeah. on social media, mm. I discuss with the ulama first. Okay. If I've, ulama have access to my, to my social media, mm. if I post something, have you ever noticed on my, on my land show, I never post the aura? Look, go through my yes, story, yes, go yes, through. Yes, yes, yes. I work with knees, I treat knees. That's one of my mm. most common injuries. Yeah. I don't post the aura. Why? The aura is the aura. Mm-hmm. And I advise other brothers that they probably, when I advise them, they go, oh, he's just saying it. Mm. I'm saying it because you don't, you don't need to, you don't need to do, you don't need to take a path of haram to get benefit. No, 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 you but, don't need to do that. But, but more specifically, you know, like when obviously, because much like I said, you do well for yourself. And actually, people who do well for themselves, we have seen that they do tend to, you know, leave the deen. Not leave the deen, but they tend to like. You can't slip and slide. You're going to go through circles. But have you, times, but yeah, have, have yeah, you, you ever go, been there? You go through dark holes, man. I've been to dark holes. I've been to some, some vicious holes, man. Some dirty circles, some really bad, bad points. But mm. Salah kept me on board. I never let go of my Salah. I kept praying. Okay. I kept praying I never got so there's times I was going to just, like I said I can relate back to it and I was saying about only oh, you can get out of it no one can, no one can get you out of it no, no, I'm out. About, no, no I'm about specifically you know when you're doing your hijama business mm. Masha is doing well mm. so obviously we've seen people who may not have their own business may have, some may have their own business some may be in a profession like doctors or whatever and they've done quite well they're making a lot of money they got a certain kind of lifestyle which everyone wants arrogance enters their heart but what I'm saying is that like have you ever had like these doubts in your head were like, you know what, like, you know, I, I shouldn't probably be, you know, doing this much with my business or else I might end up forgetting the deen or man, leaving. Nah, man, nah, man. We want to be tools to revive the sunnah. We want to take it as far as we can, man. I had a dua, I made a dua to Allah, say, Ya Allah, let me take the, take the, take the, take the sunnah worldwide and alhamdulillah, we're doing that today. All praise Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, all praise Allah, you know. May Allah accept us and keep us focused and give us clarity. You know, like I said, if, if, if I find there's any dark holes in my life, I've got a brilliant wife, Alhamdulillah, Mala preserver. A strong Muslim, a very strong woman. She keeps me in check. She will explain to me if I'm doing something wrong. A good Ulama Rami says, look, Cam, this is what's going on. Good parents, good family, good friends. 
I've got a handful of friends, probably ten, maybe eight friends who I can count on my hand, who I've had for about the last 20, 25 years, and that's what I need. I don't need too many. Everyone has to show my hubbard and it's around to. There's brotherhood there for the sake of Allah, there's love for the sake of Allah, but generally there are good people around me. I don't really, I don't really mix with too many people. I do my own thing. Now, we did touch on this, but I want to address it a bit more now. The one thing has been a very more common thing, I think now especially because of all, because of COVID and because we live in a, because we just put it this way, we're entering a, a, a recession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People, people, people are second hard, you know, <laughs> fuel prices, I've seen um, your thing recently and you saw about fuel prices. Yeah, I see that. Fuel prices are increasing. People's council tax increase, people rent are increasing. We're getting to a point now where people they're just about able to survive. Forget they, they, before before COVID it was about surviving. Now subhanAllah we got to a point where people they're just about surviving. And obviously now what's the one thing that's been uh, and a lot of young Muslims they've seen this, they're they're realizing this and they're thinking, you know what, like I need to be able to make money quick, 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 you know what I'm saying? And make a lot of money. Yeah. Now, what's your thoughts on like for them people? Like, what do you think about, for example, you have a lot of people now who think that I need to get involved with something and make money quick, 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 so that, you know, I can survive or I can have a certain kind of lifestyle? I say, I say bring your lifestyle down to normal, rational, standard living. Mm-hmm. Simple living, you know why? Because that way you, you don't, you don't, you don't burn out. See, my ambition and my plan is to move to Pakistan. I'm moving to Pakistan, inshallah, with the will of Allah. Inshallah. Uh, two years, inshallah, Allah makes everything easy. I want to take my family kids and move to Pakistan. Inshallah. And people say, Cap, how are you going to move to Pakistan? What are you going to do? I said, look. I want to live in Pakistan as a Pakistani, not as a Bahasan Valetia Gianji. We're from England. Drive up and down to the like an idiot. Like, drive up and down to the like an idiot every day. Drive up and down to the What's the point? I want to live a simple farm life, a simple life in the hills, masjid, home, simple. Now, you got to learn to balance your lifestyle around that, you know what I mean? Mm. You got to learn, if you can afford and learn to live your lifestyle around that kind of that kind of context, then you, you can do it. Mm. You got to learn to ration it. You got to ration it. You got to be able to ration it. Mm. Now, now, we know the recession coming. Now, it's stupid for you to go and invest in a, in a, in a 30 grand really. Golf on a twenty grand Rolex. It's stupid, isn't it? Mm. How dumb is that? That's like, where's where's the smart? Where's the isn't isn't a smart isn't a believer a smart one? Oh, Allah's made insan given insan akal. You know mm. why would you go and buy a thirty bang bad car now when you got a two thousand pound micro which does a job for you? And you know the recession coming. Get it when the time's right. But when you got the money, mm. now if all you got thirty grand to your name, you got spunk that in a car. Excuse my language. Literally mm. up the wall. And then what you expect? You gotta, you know, you gotta write people around. You gotta people who can advise you with your money, what you can do, what you can't do, how you gonna do things. Do you feel that people? Do, do you feel that people are a bit, what's the word? Um, naive, clever, yeah, naive with their money. Very naive because they watch all these. They watch, they go on Instagram, they scroll through and they see some. Wow, they see Andrew take, take him as a prophet. Wow, don't give me started him, bro. Don't give me started him. Look, look, he's a brother. He says good things about him, but he's not Muslim. Yeah, not Muslim. Not Muslim. Hundred percent. He's not Muslim. Hundred percent. Remember, you take him as a prophet, bro. Yeah, uh, you don't give me some Andrew Tate, uh, Andrew Tate. Mm. Oh, you're a money, huh? You got the Sahaba, man. You got the Sahaba. Mm. You got the Prophet Sallam. Focus on that. Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate. So, yeah. At first, I thought like, this guy's quite cool. You know, look, Mela, for, uh, send it to him, tag, tag him in, you know what I mean? Mm. I don't want to backbite, you know, but it's a big, big fitma. You know, when you got young four year old kids saying Andrew Tate, mm. what about the Sahaba? Of course, 100%. What about Abu Huraira, what about Bakr, what about Umar, Uthman, Ali? 100%. Khalid bin Walid? 100%. What about these? Salah than Yubi. What about these? Come on, man. You know what I mean? Andrew Tate. <laughs> Come on, man. You're making my blood boil, man. Nah, but you know what? Oh, he said some good stuff, but he's not Muslim yet. Nah, nah, don't man, guide him. With, with, with Andrew Tate, when I first saw his videos, he does say a lot of good stuff about Islam. About, 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 about Islam, and he understands the world, how it works. He understands. He's smart. He's, 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 he's yeah. smart. But is he Muslim? He's not, first, of all, he's not Muslim. And second of all, he's pushing a thing. To especially young Muslims, I've seen a lot of young Muslims on oh, his flex oh, on it. Yeah. Nah, he's pushing a lot of things to young Muslims that to chase a, a, a lifestyle that 
Personally, I was more and he's very He's yeah. made it. I'll give him more. Man, I bless mm. him. You've done what you got the baguettes. Not everyone's as easy as you are. Mm. Not everyone can live that life. He talks down on people like, oh, dude. but not everyone can live how you live. Mm. You've done what you have to do. Not everyone can live how you but want to live. He's made that his priority in life. That's it. That's, that's the important thing. He has made, done that, inshallah, you know. He's made having a baguette, having, wearing some fancy suits, you know, Ajib, having very, a private jet, a priority in life. Literally, in some of you said, if you ain't got a baguette, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Come on, bro. And, people and, are struggling. And, and, that's what we're saying about recession. People are struggling. Exactly. Bro. And then when you have young 14 year old kids who are saying, they think, yo, you know what, like. It's what we're going to be. It's what we're going to be, ain't it? I mean. And Ajib, man. it's important to understand that as I've Muslims. I've clapped him recently, man. I don't really watch him too much, but I've, but I've watched a few things and, you know, I've clapped him recently that, you know, all, this is moving a bit. You know what I mean? When you've when you got your 14 year old nephews coming to you and talking about it, you subhanAllah, you think, you know, there's something I write here. Look, I'm not running against a guy, not against a guy at all. I, got, I couldn't care less about him. He's going to be his own, going to mind. He's got all the guys in the field, yeah. You know what I mean? One of us from Luton. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really couldn't, couldn't give a damn to be fair, but the point is that when we got the most amazing role models, hundred percent, Tabatabin, look at the Islamic figures we've got, man. The revivals of Mujaddid Zadin, the brothers that they who want to establish religion across the dunya, hundred percent, make a purpose, want to get the deen to high heights, bring back the great times, glory, great days, and mm. you would have had a Bugatti, which we know we're probably never going to get anyway. I think that's the point. That I think as Muslims and that these people, that Andrew Tate and whoever, whoever, whoever people. These people, they promote things like having a Bugatti, having this, having that. But that's all they have in life. That's all they see as their thing in life, isn't it? What's that? Yeah? What do you say to the Mu'min? Genital kafir. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's their priority, you know, their priority in life. Because look, as Muslims, we have the understanding that, you know what? We are on a temporary basis. Uh, when we die, we're going to be held to, our, our, inshallah, our eternal happiness will be in Jannah. Amen. So that's the understanding that the Muslim has, isn't it? That we're here for temporary for temporary basis and our objective is to get agenda. So therefore whatever Amen. we do is revolved around that. Amen. So obviously Allah has given us some commands or so obligations to be abided by them because why you want agenda on it. So I'm not saying that if you not have these things, if you can afford these things, have it, if you can get I these think things. That, I think that becomes things. that becomes an excuse sometimes. Mm. Oh, but we're allowed good things, yes we are, but then that becomes an excuse sometimes. Course, well. But it's about, you know about understanding but what's the priority? The priority in life isn't to get a Bugatti, the priority in life course, isn't man. to get a fat yard, the priority in life isn't to get this. Yes, these are nice things. But priority in life is in Jannah. And at some point if you if you're going down the line thinking, you know what, like no, I'm, I forget my deen. You gotta question yourself. And unfortunately, we live in a society today which is pushing this through these, bro, through these figures, yeah. through us being Ajit. pushed in um, on on social media, on TV, even in schools. And I think it's important that Muslims, especially young Muslims, understand that yes, mm-hmm. these things is good to have, but they're not the priority. They're not uh, the priority when the priority is when you die and you meet Allah You okay. want to be in a situation where. Allah is happy with you and you meet your and you have you meet Allah with your book of these on your right hand. I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because you've done your obligation, you've done what Allah's commanded for you, you paid your side, you obeyed your parents, you've provided for your families, you've done what you can to make sure that you've conveyed this deen as the best way of life to the entire world to the best of your ability. Of course, hundred percent. Um inshallah, kinda of like towards the end of the podcast, inshallah. One thing that I think that you're very good and one thing I I kinda of admire you for, bro, and I gotta say it to you right now is I that bet think of me, inshallah. <laughs> I mean, is that you're one somebody who sticks to the hook. You, you know one, and you're very, and you're. This is like one thing that I've seen. Like there's a constant with you, that you don't care whoever you're with. You don't care whatever the situation is. Whatever hook is hook. I can remember you had that. Um, I think it's a situation on, on social media. We said something about somebody LGBT, and mm-hmm. people gave you a backlash about that. Yeah, and and one thing that you said, which I rate you for, you were like, you know what? I don't care if all of you guys unfollow me. Do it, man. And then the hook is hook, isn't it? Is it with Allah, not with the people? What's your 
philosophy on not philosophy. What's your whole thinking behind sticking to the haq? Why do you feel that's so Just important? To talk you, that's, that's, that's what the Prophet came down with. All mm. the Prophets came down with. That's why Islam teaches you the haq, the truth. Mm. Speak the truth even if your voice shakes. So how can we neglect that and stick it for falsehood? That makes you like the rest of the people. You've got to speak the truth. And our deen is being attacked left, right and centre. Mm. Now it's our duty to defend it. Now if we're not going to speak the haq, it's like my little one Abu Huraira now. now he's, he, I've, I've told you straight away, this is not this LGBT thing. Now someone apparently in this school, some teacher coming from Mrs. Smith to Mr. Cox. From, no, from Mr. Cox to Mrs. Smith. Mm. So he stood up in assembly and said, what's this? <laughs> I've got the phone call. I started laughing. I started laughing. And I don't know, you know, I said, yeah, it's true. It's the truth. It's the hack, isn't it? It's worse. I said, what, is, is the eight-year-old kid? I go, yeah, but I don't want him to know about this chichi man stuff. Mm. It's not who we are. How can you become from Miss Smith, Mr. Cox to Mrs. Smith? That's how they go, you know, literally, RG people, and you look and you think, this is what they kind of, why would you want to, and have you noticed how much they're pushing it? Kids yeah. programs, Marvel characters, mm. you know, Every you go down, go go through Primark to buy some underwear, and you got like you got like zigzags everywhere. You got rainbows everywhere. Why? Why? You don't see us. You don't see us pushing uh, heterosexualism. Uh, we should have a color for heterosexualism. Look for heterosexualism. You know, everyone post. Like, hey, what's going on? You're a bashman. You're a bashman. Not rubbing. Not rubbing our face. You don't want to know. You know why should we? And we should. We should be very open about telling our kids uh, and our people about what the heck is. But why do you feel that's that's so important though? Like very important, bro. Why though? Why do you feel that's important, especially today? The truth will set you free, man. The truth will set you free, brother. To set you free, man. Now, you know, so I want to ask you a bit of advice you can give to young Muslims in here is that because a lot of young Muslims, especially I've seen at uni, they feel like, you know what, they're like, they have to kind of like Instead water of down. to be Dave, innit? Basically. No, no, not that. They have to like, <laughs> they have to like water down their deen. Yeah, So, for example, to. like, so that they can get in with a certain people or they can get that job so or they can, man. you know, that kind of stuff. What's your advice to them? What would be your Stick advice to them? you are. Be true to yourself, man. You mm-hmm. can't keep that facade and that facade, that, that, that facade forever, man. Allah will expose you. We should be under Allah's giving us honor and is a true Islam. Mm-hmm. Honor is true religion. Why are we not proud of that? And my name's not Cameron. It's Kamran. <laughs> Hello, Cameron. No, it's Kamran. <laughs> you know, your name's not, you know, like I, you know your name's not, 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 not not, not Dave is Daoud. Mm. Be proud of what Allah has given you, man. Allah right. gives us, is that true who we are? Why should we change who we are? Why mm-hmm. for the sake of something which ultimately is in the command of Allah anyway? Mm-hmm. You're going to try and chase something which ultimately Allah has control over anyway. Mm. So you should be honorable and proud of yourself. Don't worry about what you what people are going to think about you, man. They'll talk about you for two days and they'll forget about you. But at least you can sleep at peace, isn't it? You've been honorable and spoke the truth. I think, that, I think that's the main thing, and is that you can sleep at peace in the life. I think that's the main thing that Muslims understand that we're always going to be facing situations. Always, man. Always, always. always. I think that's 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 the test of the believer, and that we're always going to face situations, be it as individuals or as an ummah. Beshak. But we're going to have to think. But we're going to have these doubts. You think, you know what? I think I should hide my deen, or I think I should hide, yeah, you know, certain yeah, values I that I have. Be a bit down, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. But I think, down. but I think the important thing to understand is that we're going to face these things regardless. Hundred you know percent. And the most important thing I ask ourselves is that. What do we want to not only leave this dunya with, but also carry with us in the next dunya? You know what I'm saying? And I think as Muslims understand is that sticking to the haq is such an important thing that if you, if you stick to it, yes, Trollo, you know what? We may not have the best in this life. Of course. But we will definitely have the best in the next life. And you know, 100%. one story, is def- one Sahaba story I can definitely, I recommend everyone to read is um, look up Musab ibn Amir. He's somebody who had everything. And he came to Islam, he had walked nothing. To the, walked to the valleys of Makkah, just miles away. Exactly. And he left Islam, he came to Islam, he had nothing to the extent where his own, when he went, he met his own mother, his own mother said to him, the clothes you're wearing, leave them in my house because they don't belong to you. So he left his house with nothing, no clothes, nothing. No. The most worst humiliation. And then when he died in the battle of Uhud, the Sahabas could find nothing in his house because he had nothing to his name because everything, had the gave for the deen or he donated to, to the deen. And what did Prophet said to him on the, on the, on the plane of the battle of Uhud that, 
Yeah, Musab and Jannah will meet. I think that's the important thing. That yes, you know what? Yes, we're gonna. Yes, we may have the doubts. You know what? Like, I can't compromise my deen because I should probably harm my deen because what if I don't get this job? Or what if you know these guys are looking at me? Who cares about that? At the end of the day, when you die, you want to be a situation where you're in Jannah, sure. where you're having all this stuff and then some. Sure. And one thing I want to end off on this podcast is obviously can you mentioned with Palestine. How was your experience about Palestine? Amazing, alhamdulillah. Guys, get out there, man. All the ones people to come and visit. You know, that's all they don't want your money, they don't want mm-hmm. nothing. It's safe. Jerusalem is safe. Everyone says, oh, the war, Palestine. There's no war in Jerusalem. That's in Gaza. Mm-hmm. That's what people understand. The war is not in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a very safe city. A very, very safe city. Mm-hmm. Very, very safe. Go out there, visit, spend time with the people. They don't want your money, they don't want nothing. They just want you to come and visit the masjid. They want you to come and visit the masjid, make the masjid mm-hmm. about. That's what they want. The reason why they make you wait in the airport for so long is so you think, oh, forget this, I don't want to go. Yeah, man, this is long. They make you wait in the airport so they make it muscular for you. That's like your hood feed on it. How, how, how important would you say for Muslims and even young Muslims to have a connection with the Laqsa? It's a hadith of Prophet, isn't it? Mm. If you're going to make any, I'm sure it's a hadith, I'll, I'll speak to Sheikh Abbas, like, if you're going to make a visit for anyone, any place, it'll be Makkah, Medina, Al-Quds. And if you can't go there, send olive oil for the oil to be burnt for the lamps of Al-Quds. Mm. They want you to lose connection with Al-Quds. The first, first, Haram, first Qibla, man. I think, you know what, especially with the situation that's been going on the past two years that we've been seeing, I think it's important for us to actually have a connection with Al-Quds. Just go there, go there, see Masjid Aqsa, go visit, go pray, go spend time with the Muslims, spend time, show deen, show Muslims being around there, you know what I mean? Show that it's, it's a it's a place for us of of of, of sanctity, you know. It's, it's a big thing because the whole compound for us is al Quds. Hundred percent. They say it's Temple of David, you know, and the, the wall will be headbanging on, which they'll be banging, which, which is Ghibli Masjid. Mm. So people get confused. Masjid Aqsa building, Masjid Aqsa is the grand golden dome. No, it's not. That whole compound is Masjid Aqsa. Yes. Whole compound is al Quds. It's sacred to us. Mm. So they come and march through. It's it's, it's not only come and bang the wall and leave. They say no, it's the Temple of David. We say no, it's not. The whole compound is al Quds. So will you so, will you be visiting Palestine again? Inshallah, I'm going October with Anyone Anyone's come. Booking. Now, just to end off, bro, what's your last piece of advice you give to young Muslims who are watching this? So, well, like I always say to every on every podcast, I say to everybody, stay focused to the deen, man. Stay focused. Don't let go of your salah. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're in, you're involved in drugs, gangs, whatever in, get your salah. If you can't do your sunnah, just do your fard. Just don't let go of your salah. Once you let go, you let go of your salah, you finish this game over. I'm sure it's saying almost like that, it? Your salah is what keeps you saying, I don't know, misquote it, that. Once you lose your salah, you lose everything. Yeah, yeah. It's a number. I'm sure we said that. Once you I think it's one of the Sahaba said, yes, yes. It's definitely there. Once you lose your salah, it's all over, game over. The salah is what will give you clarity. Mm-hmm. It'll open doors for you. It'll, it'll make ways for you. We're not perfect, man. We're far from perfect. We're all far from perfect. We're not perfect, man. We've got, we've got poof, big, 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 big bundles of portfolios to go through in the courts of Allah. But my love, forgive our sins and you know, keep part of our sins and keep us balanced and, you know, you know, look how merciful Allah is. He puts part of our sins, you know. <laughs> look how merciful he is, you know. Bro, honestly, uh, I'm glad that we finally got right to do this. Honestly, yeah. I so bet anything. Sorry, so long, bro. No, no, no. Also, my on my part, but honestly, no I'm so glad that we got right. I benefit a lot from this, and I hope, I mean, like, hope well, you guys I mean, benefit a lot from I mean, this as well. Allah makes some means and tools to help each other. You know. I mean, I mean, just keep us focused. I mean, and hope you guys benefit from this. Zakhla, have a tuning in today's podcast. Please do follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, like. Share, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you get a, a notification whenever we upload a new podcast. Uh, drop a comment on there. Um, and also, if you want to listen to it on audio, we have our Spotify and iTunes. Um, yeah, and share today. Uh, keep up to date with us. Inshallah, we're going to be uploading more podcasts on a regular basis. Anyone who you want us to talk to, let us know. Drop us a DM. 
email us details will be down in the description below um and like i said before this 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 uh platform that i'm going to be part of one brotherhood inshallah the details will be below on that as well in the, on this podcast so please do give the one brotherhood platform a follow and keep it day if you want to join in on our events drop me a dm personally or dm one brotherhood with that saying that so uh, assalamualaikum take care